Showing them. Want to have a look around the train? Yeah, there wasn't Did any talk about that. I was hoping to see some photo ops of them, like <laughs> sitting in the in the seats hey. in there. Hey, look at my live music. I guess he lets Putin pull the whistle. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, go ahead. Go give he motions to him. Go ahead, give her a try. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 7.13 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Meetings underway. Russian President President Vladimir Putin meeting with North Korea's Kim Jong-un today in Russia. The two leaders shaking hands. The train has stopped. They're photo opping up. Oh, there's a train. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, so they met and they did some photo opping. Uh, they did do some work in front of the cameras. If there was any doubt that this meeting was about sharing missile technology and munitions, you need only look at the location a missile launch center in eastern Russia. Yeah, they showed them. Okay, kinda, yeah. They, that, that's what they've been looking at? I they, was wondering what that video yeah, was. Yeah, they walked together. They looked into this giant structure, looked down into the giant hole, then looked up at the giant things and nodded at each other and agreed that it was a missile launch center. That they this were is where at. the tools of death yes. emerge from. Very good. <laughs> and then there was another spot where they were kind of sitting in two chairs, kind of looking at each other. And then at one point they had like what appears to be a dinner. It almost looked like they were sitting in Cloud City from Empire Strikes Back. This is really <laughs> shiny white room Won't with tall chairs. Yeah. Didn't see Darth Vader, but did see everyone else kind of standing there and sitting. So uh, as of now, obviously, this is putting the world on notice when you have two world leaders like these two. Uh, one note that came of this, other than the fact that they want to share munitions and whatnot, is that uh, Vladimir Putin suggesting that the invasion will continue for a while. Uh, the, there's nothing to indicate that what's happening in Ukraine is going to stop anytime soon as far as Russia goes. And he wants from Kim Jong-un in North Korea conventional weapons. They need more yes. shells, more... You know, Artillery, more munitions, all of that stuff. Kim Jong-un wants better t- missile technology Tech, and nuke yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And legitimacy, and Russia is now well, providing that. That's where it's kind of funny. Like you, These are not equals on the world stage, right? Kim Jong-un is not Putin. It, 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 Putin don't want to do any of this stuff, Don't you get right? that impression a little bit? Yeah. That he's like, hmm, okay. Like every do time I have you to go to the dinner? Yeah. I have to do all the stuff? <laughs> How about this? How about this? Here's a list of the stuff you're going to send me. <laughs> right. End of meeting. He's Thanks. like the senior director at the company having to deal with, like, you know, the, the interns who just started. Mm, okay. Like, okay. This is your chance to tell me what you would like to see in the company. When they're not really listening, <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. Smiling and nodding. Okay. okay time great. to move yeah. on, Sonny. Good meeting. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Kim Jong-un wants to take him on the train. <laughs> hey. Show him. Want to have a look around the train? Yeah, there wasn't Did any talk about that. I was hoping to see some photo ops of them, like <laughs> sitting in the in the seats hey. in there. Hey, look at my live music. I guess he lets Putin pull the whistle. <laughs> yeah. hey. No, go ahead. Go give he motions to him. Go ahead, give her a try. Who <laughs> oh, <laughs> doesn't want to do any of this stuff? No. Here, just give me your stuff. Here's my list of stuff you're going to send over. Tell <laughs> no. these other guys what you need, no, and get the hell out of my country. We're done here. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Freddie Peralta dealt Josh Donaldson. Homer Devin Williams recorded his 33rd save, and the Brewers are now a season-high 18 games over 500 after beating the Marlins by a final score of 3-1. First pitch to Donaldson is a high fly, deep left field. Back goes De La Cruz. Bye-bye. 
baseball. Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, brings it here at American Family Field, and the Brewers have a 2-1 to one lead. Lane Grid on the call there as Donaldson helped give the Brewers the lead in the fourth inning. It was tied 1-1 to one before that home run. Peralta got the start, earning his 12th win of the season after tossing six and one-thirds innings and allowing just one earned run. Another great start. I thought, you know, in, in, a, in a strange way, maybe the home run was a good thing for Freddie because uh, it, it seemed to just really lock him in. And thought he was just excellent tonight. I thought his both off-speed pitches were really, really good tonight. They were really good for Freddie, but talk about impressive here. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta the past three days. 23 innings pitched all together. 23 strikeouts and only one earned or one earned run with the victory and a Cubs loss to Colorado. The Brewers increasing their lead in the NL Central to four games. Brewers Marlins game three of four tonight. Coverage getting underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. The Green Bay Packers will be back to work later today in their preparation for a week two matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Aaron Jones, who left the game in the third quarter Sunday with a hamstring injury. He was labeled day-to-day following that game. Head coach Matt LaFleur says they're still evaluating number 33. We're still kind of going through that right now in terms of, the. I can tell you the encouraging thing was that he was able to jog off the field and um, we were in a situation where we didn't need to put him back in the game. And lastly, former Brewers president of baseball operations, David Stearns has agreed to a five-year deal. He will be hired by his hometown New York Mets once the 2023 season does come to an end. Stearns was hired by Milwaukee all the way back in 2015, and at the time, he was the youngest GM in MLB history. Coming up. Survey says 719 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The Voice of... Maps are in the news. Redistricting map discussion happening right now. This is sexy, sexy conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is deep into Actually, the so that's that's political funny, debate because you could argue maybe it's an attempt to desexify it, but since that's boring, we have to make sure that we continue to be divisive. So here's what's happening now: Governor Ever is shooting down what he calls a bogus. Planned by Republicans to have a nonpartisan group rewrite the legislative district lines. You've heard a lot about this and a lot with uh, a possible impeachment of the new justice, Janet Protosiewicz, because of how she feels of the uh, gerrymandered or the uh, what's ruled as gerrymandered uh, redistricting lines that are in our state of Wisconsin. Well, yesterday, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said they have a new measure they want to introduce this week. A measure that would have these district maps drawn by a nonpartisan legislative reference bureau. And this bill would require those maps to not favor a political party, an incumbent legislator, or any person or group. This is kind of measured off of a, uh, a gold standard, as, as many call it, that takes place in Iowa. That's been used for years in Iowa. Under this process, uh, the legislature will still draw the maps. But it'll be the nonpartisan professional staff, which you ask any legislator in both parties, would say uh, do an exemplary job and really truly are nonpartisan. They will bring the bill forward to the legislature. It will be adopted by the legislature and signed by the governor. And this will all take effect for the 2024 election cycle. So this will not happen. Republicans are making a last-ditch effort, says Governor Evers, to retain legislative control by having someone legislature picked and approved to draw the maps. He says that's bogus, doesn't like the idea of Voss being able to select who this nonpartisan group would be 
So the Democrats, well, because they case, like their chances in court, right? Well, right, and and for obvious reasons, right? Why they so they'd would. rather have Justice Janet draw the map, right? Well, and that I'm curious exactly how that would go down, but yes. So as of now, this will be discussed and voted on, perhaps in the Assembly tomorrow. It will be shot down or at least vetoed by Governor Evers. Meanwhile. The governor wants state legislators to take a survey. Yes, a survey. Governor Tony Evers' office sent out a verbose news release. 1,700 words, 1,700 word news release to inform the media that he wants every member of the Wisconsin state legislature to fill out a survey that he came up with. Survey said, survey said, survey said. Jazz as hell? Not so much, governor. Evers, of course, a Democrat. Republicans, as Eric was just illustrating, control both the Senate and Assembly. How about that? Well, he doesn't like that so much. So here's the headline of the 1,700-word news release. Governor Evers launches legislative survey requesting answers from legislators on special session to address states' workforce challenges, invest in child care, expand paid leave, support higher education. How about that? Okay, so look. The governor on his end, he's bent out of shape because he also has legislative priorities. He wants to get some action on the things that are important to him, but he doesn't run the Senate and Assembly, much to his frustration. So he keeps calling these special sessions. Mm -hmm. We saw this multiple times in his previous term, where under the governor's authority, he can compel the legislature to meet. He can give them an agenda. This is what I want you guys to talk about. You have to get together. But he can't actually make them do anything. And multiple times we've seen this. Evers calls the special session. Legislative leaders pursuant to the law do indeed gavel in, meaning they've called the session to order. They do not do, nor do they address any of the things the governor has requested. And the question is on the motion to adjourn. All those in favor say aye. Aye. That's it. And then they're done. So they gavel in and gavel out. And the governor, he doesn't like that. How about that? So he comes up with this survey idea still insisting on calling the special sessions that he knows don't actually yield any results. So he says, quote, each of Wisconsin's 132 legislators, including the remaining 130 beyond two Republican legislative leaders, must be accountable to the people who elect them. So he he created this survey. It's 30 some questions long and it's a lot of yes or no answers. Do you think this? Yes, no. If no, there's some if no, then explain this. And he sent this out to the whole legislature. And they ain't doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Right? Come on. Republicans are filling out this survey. It took about seven seconds before we got a news release from Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahieu. Quote, here's a survey for the governor. Does he believe in increasing taxes on Wisconsinites who qualify for food stamps? Does he believe that will help grow Wisconsin's economy, attract and retain strong workforce? So I clicked on the survey. It's pages long. I told you about some of those questions. I mean. No Republicans are going to fill it out. He did end it with, please kindly provide your responses to these questions electronically to my legislative affairs assistant, Amanda, no later than 5 p.m. on Thursday, September 14th. And we continue to move the state forward. State government at work. This thing reads like a manifesto. I didn't even have time to read 1,700 words, much less somebody over there in that office is writing them. Who did that? Here's what you're going to do. I need a survey. And then I need a press release about the survey. 7.29 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Breaking news right now. The escaped killer in Pennsylvania in custody. I'm looking at a live picture on CNN right now. Eric 
And yep, Cavalcante, Danilo Cavalcante. He's been on the run for nearly two weeks. They believe he had a uh, scope and a rifle. Yesterday, they have been able to take him into custody. He is now seen via KYW's helicopter being handcuffed with his shirt off, and there's about a thousand guys in fatigue surrounding him. They have him going loaded into an armored vehicle right now. We're not sure exactly of the location yet. I don't know if this is identification that they're going through because they actually cut his shirt off. Taking a picture, he does have a a very distinct tattoo on his back. They zip-tied him, handcuffed him, undid the zip ties, and now have re-handcuffed him. Here's how it sounded. The radio room, Chester County government, and the various other agencies working on the prisoner escape are proud to announce the subject is in custody. Repeating, subject is in custody. Sorry, the radio room time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got radio him. room, Chester County government. I was worried about this. I was really worried no, about best how... possible outcome, right? I mean, this this guy was going for broke. It was either he was armed, he was clearly dangerous. The fact that they're able to get him in the car, obviously we don't have all the details yet, but have not heard anything to suggest any injuries or casualties at this point. Right, no injuries to law enforcement officers. He appears to be okay. He's standing up. Yep. No visible injuries. Just remarkable. After all of that, and it sounds like there's some very close calls. They almost had him last night, so we expect to get more details about that as well. But yeah, Danilo... Cavalcante is now in custody. The convicted murderer is now being loaded into an armored truck in Pennsylvania. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. It's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. Made famous by the vines, by the means, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Escaped killer Danilo Cavalcante now in custody. This is the guy who had been keeping some neighborhoods in uh, Pennsylvania just frayed nerves for two weeks now. I mean, they had shut down schools. They were telling people not to leave their homes because they were so worried about this guy considered armed and dangerous. He is now in custody. They're still loading him into the armored truck here in Pennsylvania. We do expect to hear from authorities at uh, 8.30 this morning. They say they're going to hold a little news conference providing more details about the capture. You know, I got an interesting text on the old National Bank talking text line. Somebody asking, why didn't he leave Pennsylvania? I think he's been trying. It's rural. In some parts, it's mountainous. It had no food, no anything to start. Right. So the fact that he lasted two weeks is extraordinary. And some somehow, Eric, this came to an end with without a bloodbath. That was I was so I mean, worried about truly. that. That was my biggest concern, as it was for a lot of people, just if someone would be hurt. You know, whether it's people who live in some of these areas or officers or whatnot. Uh, Yesterday, I mean, he was spotted stealing a rifle from a man's garage. That homeowner fired his pistol at him. They don't believe that he was ever hurt from those shots that were fired at him. He doesn't appear hurt from the video we've seen of him being loaded into this truck. Right. Um, Shirtless as they were cuffing him and putting him in there. They're doing some ID work with him now, but still... The uh, the hordes of uh, law enforcement officers that are around him and around that building right Small now. Small army. That truck, I should say, yeah. Definitely. They're all in fatigues, or a large amount of them are in fatigues. I mean, they had the ATF involved, so many different agencies. The escape killer, Danilo Cavalcante, in custody this morning. 745 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers beat the Miami Marlins on Tuesday night by a final score of 3-1 to with the win and a Cubs loss in Colorado. The Brewers increasing their lead in the NL Central to four games. Brewers-Marlins game three of four tonight. Coverage getting underway at 6 p.m. Of course, you can listen to it right here on WTMJ. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. First pitch to Donaldson is a high fly, deep left field. Back goes De La Cruz. Bye-bye baseball. Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, brings it here at American Family Field, and the Brewers have a 2-1 lead. Wayne Grindle on the call here on WTMJ as our man Jeff Levering was next door on TV. I was listening to your call on that, watching the game. Hey, hey, Levo, is like every personnel lever that's being pulled by the Brewers right now working out? Like, they pulled this guy off the trash heap in New York. Yeah, man, it certainly seems like it. And, and, you know, he's had this in him, and I think that's why the Brewers took the risk on him. It's not going to cost him much, just the major league minimum over the, the course of the time that he's here for the month. Uh, for Josh Donaldson. So, you know, why not try and use it? Try and get a little bit of power back. The Brewers have not hit for a ton of power this season, which is odd to say for a Brewers organization that's thrived on power the last few years. Uh, but if you can get some pop, especially against some left-handed pitching, why not go for it? Speaking of pitching, holy cow, with uh, Freddie doing what he's doing now, there ain't a team that wants to match up with the crew in the postseason. Burns, Woody, yeah, I- and Freddie, that's no good. <laughs> for yeah, that, that, for that, opponents, that, knowing that, yeah, that's a really tough weekend. I tell you that much. <laughs> um, I saw the the stat last night. The Brewers gave up just two more hits yesterday, so they have allowed a grand total. I want to say it's eighteen hits in the last five games combined, uh, and that's through the Yankees in the first two games of the Marlins series. Um, yeah, that's a tough turn through the rotation. Burns, Woody, Peralta, I, I, I'm hard-pressed to find a better trio in all of Major League Baseball, not just the National League that's going right now than those three. Talking with Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Levering. So is is this about right level for when you want to peak? Like you never want to peak too early. You never want to hit your hot streak at the wrong time and then sort of peter out towards the end. Is this about right where we start you know, throttling up? <laughs> I, I like putting the pedal to the metal right now. It's, it's a great, it's a great thing. I, I will say that I mean, just just be consistent, and I, I think that's what the Brewers are doing. You think about the 2021 season, um, and the Brewers threw that no hitter against Cleveland, and then and then just after that happened, they swept that series. It felt like they took the the pedal off the metal. Um, they didn't have a team as close to them in the division as they do right now. Uh, the Cardinals were in the middle of winning like 17 in a row at one point. It was, it was crazy. They were getting close, but they were back by so far that you really didn't think it was going to be sustainable. Um, and then it took a, while, uh, a little while for the Brewers to clinch the, the division on uh, the last home game of the season in 2021. I think this team is different um, in a way that, yes, the pitching is doing what they're doing. It's, it's remarkable what they're pulling off, but the offense is – is put together differently where they're not as reliant on the home run anymore, barely using the home run to score their runs. Um, so I, I think that this is this is about the right time where you're, you're kicking it into gear, and I think you're seeing the, the right moves being made by this organization and by Craig Council in doing so. And uh, I think we anticipated this. Uh, David Stearns moving on to New York. He's going to uh, lead the Mets organization. I, 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 I feel like it was – I don't want to say it was a uh, – 
it was something that we knew was going to happen. But I don't think anyone is terribly surprised at that news, Rain. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, listen, he's been he's been away from the organization while still being under contract for the last season, even though he hasn't been in the building. Um, this organization owes a lot of credit to David Stearns and, and what he was able to build when he was hired after the 2015 season. His fingerprints are, are a lot on this organization still, but Matt Arnold and his group have, have taken the, the bull by the horns and have turned it into what it is this season, and a, and a team that's got 81 wins and hopefully on their way to a National League Central Division Championship. So, uh, listen, for David Stearns, happy for him. If, if you know all the reports, which are pretty darn good with the exception from the, the Mets themselves. Uh, but happy for David Stearns. And I tell you, the, the end of March next year when the Brewers open up against the Mets should be dramatic. <laughs> yeah, like, that'll feel all right. Wouldn't it be great if he like suited up for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> He's Just young enough. The, yeah, both general managers are, are both at the end of the dugout or something in uniform. That'd yeah. be fun. Just a little BP. Just go out there and hit a few, you know? <laughs> it's a great idea. Let's, let's run it by. Let's run it by the powers that be. Good talking to you, Level. Take care, man. All right. Talk to you next week, guys. 7.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher joins us next. Idea man. Did I just hear you say 73 is too chilly? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Innovative. You set your house for 72 or 73 because it's the most comfortable you could possibly have it. And Packers Hall of Famer. My question for you is... Are you soft? Yes. (laughs) It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch around Wisconsin's Morning News. Sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch, I don't know if you're in Debbie's traffic report. we got a big old mess here in Milwaukee. and this That sounds terrible. So this semi, I'm, I'm guessing maybe there might have been a fuel spill in connection with it because they sprinkled this stuff all over the roadway. I'm My guess here is that they're using that to absorb, you know, that has to absorb the gasoline or fuel or diesel, whatever spilled, and then they'll go back and clean that up. And Eric said... Well, it, I, it's like the custodian in middle school who would dump that picker-upper stuff on the puke in the hallway. <laughs> That's exactly what it yeah. looks like, man. Remember that yeah, guy? Yeah, I always wondered what's... Yeah, what is that stuff, and why do we not use it for everything? If it's if it's that good, because you know you growing up on a farm, there's fuel spills, and you know you wanted to make sure oil, you wanted to get all that stuff cleaned up, and obviously you're dealing with road stuff, you want to get that cleaned up so that there's nothing flammable. What exactly is in that that makes that so potent that it will get rid and pick all that stuff up? Yeah, and all you got to do is put it on the top, sprinkle it, right? Just sprinkle, yeah, it. just sprinkle That's magic it on dust. There, yep. Done. You're good. And then what do you do with it? <laughs> Where does that go? It's another good question. Well, so I bet you they got what's this what's this white truck that pulled up in the back? So they got another white truck. I bet you that's got the little you know, the sweeper and then that sucks it in there and then they have to go through proper, you know, environmental disposal of it and whatnot. Correct. Yeah, but where do you put it? I mean, it's not like it disappears. You gotta bring it to Yeah, you can't just like dump it in an outlot. I mean, you there's there's gotta be some if it's picking up, I don't think anybody wants just regular gas dumped in their yard. No. Uh, you know, you, you you do that with this whatever's in these chemicals, and you just dump it. Can you imagine somebody dumping that on your lawn with that great lawn that you got, Vinny? Oh. So it's, uh, like it just, just put me down on, on yeah. one knee. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you put So where you put it, what's in it, why does it do the job that it does? 
I ended up actually having more questions out of this than answers with this thing. You know, it's interesting. You just brought up something, Tosh. So my uh, grandfather and my father have always, you know, when we've found beehives, like, hidden in the grass, like, under a flagstone or whatever, like, in the yard, they would always, like, at night dump gasoline or, like, take, like, a big tube of gasoline and put, like, maybe a, a little bit into that into the hole where the gas where the bees were, and that would take care of it. So we have bees now that I'm noticing coming in out of the side of the house. And my kid goes, well, why don't you just put a little gasoline in there? I'm like, I don't want to oh, put no. gasoline in my house. Are you crazy? Yeah, spray your house down with gas. That, uh, that, that's not the not smartest sound... kid. <laughs> I wouldn't... <laughs> hey, you said it. I didn't. What do you do that you don't light it then, do you? No, 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 no. It's just that the fumes, the fumes. Yeah. Looks like one of those oil wells burning. Right. No, it's not like, you're not putting like a gallon down there. Just a oh. little, little shot of gas down there. Why would you there. just get like a jug of Raid or something yeah. and you just this spray that? I'm Grandfather sure there's gas in there. This is back in the day stuff, oh. you know. Raid, what the hell is that? Go get your gas can. <laughs> Go get that gas can, boy. Make sure it's got an oil mix. <laughs> All right, we solved a lot of problems today, Tausch. Eh, sounds like it. <laughs> Thanks, pal. We'll Drive talk safe. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sari Lesk. The average home sale price in August in southeast Wisconsin.